Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying, and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging, and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. The Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. Howdy. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. Got like a half hour show here tonight, abbreviated version, the bridge version of the nightcap, leading you from Chopin the Bulldog into Monday Night Football. Good one tonight? Nah, I take that back. Not a good one tonight. I've had a big problem with the league and these broadcast partners through the first couple weeks, uh, first couple primetime games of the season. I did not like Dallas being on in the Thursday night game. I did not like the Bears being on the Sunday night game. And I don't like the Raiders being on the Monday night game. Not an organization that really does anything right. Not a team that is all that interesting. Not a team that is going to be all that good. Not a quarterback that is good or interesting or young. Among quarterbacks you're interested to watch in the league... Derek Carr might rank near the bottom, one of the last, if not last, because he's not elite, he doesn't have elite talent, he doesn't do crazy things that other quarterbacks do, he doesn't have a crazy good arm, he's not crazy mobile, he's not running all over the place like Russell Wilson-esque and making these, you know, circus plays. And he's not young and intriguing. Like, you know, Mac Jones is none of those things, but he's 20-whatever years old, a first-round rookie. And, like, let's see what we got in Mac Jones. A little bit that going on with Tua Tungavailoa. I think you're probably fading on that with guys like Mac Jones, or with Daniel Jones, sorry. Um, I think we know what Daniel Jones is at this point, but there might be still some doubt. It's only year three, and he's got good weapons around him. I think even he outranks Derek Carr. I just, the Raiders, really, the Raiders, I know. They're on because of their new stadium, and they didn't get to have the opener last year with all the fans in there, so they're giving it to them this year. I know why it had to happen and why it did happen. But 
Doesn't mean I have to enjoy it. I'm going to watch. I've got fantasy implications on the line. Our man Nate Geary here at WGR. I'm down 48 with Lamar Jackson and Daniel Carlson. So I need a miracle, essentially, is what I need. Um, So I'll be watching for that. I don't want to get, because I don't have a lot of time here, don't want to get too into the weeds on Bill Steelers, in part because I'm going to be on tomorrow from 10 to noon. The deal with me and Sal here on the Extra Point Show is Sal is going to have overreaction Monday, and he's going to he's gonna fly solo on Mondays. And then Tuesday being his off day, I'm going to get to do solo 10 to 12 tomorrow. So on Tuesdays going forward from 10 to noon, you'll have me... Uh, I don't. I think I want to call it Tempered Tuesday. You know, everyone's had 48 hours to digest it, and let's, all the overreactions, the people calling about Mitch Trubisky start to fizzle away, and now we can real get to the meat of the game and the meat of what's to come in the next week with Miami. So that's tomorrow, and I imagine we'll do almost all of that in the two hours that I'll be on tomorrow, 10 to 12. Not a lot of time spent today, obviously, because we're still... 24 hours from the game. Not a lot of time spent today on what happened around the Bills. What happened in the AFC East? What happened in the AFC? Part of that will be answered tonight. Baltimore, one reason to watch tonight's game, other than just fantasy implications, is what are the Ravens? Because coming into the year, we thought of it as Chiefs-Bills. Drop-off, Browns, Ravens, Titans, Colts, who else? Am I missing anybody? Steelers, Patriots, Dolphins. That was the hierarchy of the AFC coming into the season. How'd week one go? Well, the Chiefs had a hiccup. They almost lost to Cleveland. Maybe they should have lost to Cleveland. They didn't. They came back. 75-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill from Patrick Mahomes. They look like their usual selves. The Bills laid an egg against Pittsburgh. And that probably has a lot of other fan bases in the AFC licking their chops. But not a lot of them, because a lot of them are licking their wounds right now after week one. The Browns are the exception. Cleveland, I think Cleveland should feel good about themselves today. I think Cleveland should feel good about themselves. They went into Arrowhead Stadium, the hardest place to to play in the NFL right now. And they led for the majority of that game. And they lost, similarly to the Bills, they lost on a fluky type of play. Their punter drops a snap, and then he runs to the right. He probably still, I thought he was going to rugby kick it. I thought he still had room to do it. Instead, he tries to run, and he gets swallowed up, and it's it's a 10-yard-to-go situation for the Chiefs. They take the lead, and that's all she wrote. But the Browns were doing great. They got out ahead early on Kansas City. They were limiting them till the fourth quarter. But those two big gaffes, they let their safety, Johnson, falls, and Tyreek Hill scores a 75-yard touchdown. That's the Chiefs. You got to play perfect beginning to end. That play happens, and then the punt, the fumbled punt that gives the Chiefs a short field, and Kansas City wins the ballgame. But Cleveland should feel good about themselves. They almost pulled it off. And I think they showed they have it in them to pull it off. The game script of Cleveland getting out ahead early, 
containing the Kansas City offense and not making mistakes. They were almost all the way there. The not making mistakes is where they fell apart. But if they went another 10 minutes without making a major mistake, or even making one instead of two, they're beating Kansas City at Arrowhead. I think Cleveland should feel good about themselves today. I think they proved yesterday why they've been a trendy Super Bowl pick, why they've been a trendy AFC North Division winner pick. Cleveland has got a great all-around roster. They've got good weapons for Baker Mayfield to throw the football to, and that's without Odell Beckham. And they have two incredible running backs. And while I don't like building around my running backs, I'm not sure they really do that. They really, even though they're run heavy in comparison to Buffalo and Kansas City, they, they're not Tennessee for me, where they live and die by their ground game. Nick Chubb got hurt last year, and they were still great. I think Cleveland should be impressed after week one. That's about it, though. The Titans looked horrible against the Cardinals. They could not run the ball. Derrick Henry just looked slow and was getting met at the line of scrimmage. Tannehill... The, the passing game just did not look like it, it was connect. It was on the same page at all. Julio Jones was a non-factor. I mean, the Cardinals went into their stadium and obliterated them. The Titans don't feel good today. I don't look at the Titans as a threat right now, even though I know the game the Bills just had. I'm not impressed with them. The Colts, I'm even less optimistic about the Colts. Carson Wentz hanging on to the football too long. Same issue he had in in Philadelphia. A big fumble turnover. That was a big problem he had in Philadelphia. The Seahawks really controlling a game Indiana- in Indianapolis beginning to end. Not impressed by the Colts today. Tonight, though, what happens with the Ravens? Do they do they stumble? Everybody but Kansas City and Cleveland stumbled. Does Baltimore also? Because there's reason to believe they will. They've had they have the most injuries coming into the season of anybody. They've lost three of their top four running backs. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, they're one and two. They lost Justice Hill, who was really their number four special teams guy coming in. They're down to and a second-year undrafted player that didn't play that much last season, if at all. Practice squad guy. They're down to him. And they're piecing together a bunch of veterans that might not have anything left in the tank. Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, and Devonta Freeman. They lost their number one shutdown corner, Marcus Peters, for the season. Last week, they lost him for the season. Imagine if the Bills had lost Tredavious White for the season. Knock on wood, it doesn't happen. You'd talk about it as a stumbling block coming into the year. Baltimore is missing wide receivers left and right. Rashad Bateman, first-round pick of theirs that they were expecting a lot of in his rookie season to be a starter. He's out for a month. Sammy Watkins, banged up throughout training camp. Hollywood Marquise Brown, banged up throughout training camp. Their top three guys have all dealt with injuries. One of them's not going to be there for a month at the position where they invested the most this offseason. I, though, trust Lamar Jackson. I think he is a great quarterback. Hell, I think he's 
I'd want to put this list together before I say it, but I want to say he's top five. In my mind, I think he's a top five quarterback. He hasn't had the chance to prove it because they have not allowed him to throw the football enough. They have really stunted his development as a passer, in my opinion. But I think Lamar Jackson is the best running quarterback I've ever seen. And I think because he's that, the conception is he's not a good passer. Because, yes, his running ability is better than his passing ability. But where's the value? I think Lamar Jackson's a top 10 passer in the league. I truly believe that he's a top 10 passer in the league. And even I would value that over being the best running quarterback in NFL history. I think it's more important to be a top 10 passer in today's NFL than it is to be the NFL's best running quarterback ever. But he has the combination of the two. And if they can give him any semblance of weapons, if Watkins can stay healthy at all and help him out until Bateman returns and Bateman can help him out as a rookie, I still have Baltimore as a legit contender to the Bills for the number two team in the AFC. Today, I think the Bills are still number two. If I were going to power rank the AFC, I think I'd still want to put them number two. I'd want to put Cleveland right after that, and the gap has closed significantly between the Bills and the Browns after one game. It's only one game. It's overreaction Monday. Tomorrow, I might tell you the gap's the exact same. I hope I come in tomorrow and do tell you that. But today, my instinct, my gut tells me that Cleveland's legit. They, Hey, they were a play away. They were a couple plays away from the AFC Championship game last year. They've got a quarterback that I think is severely underrated because he played a month and a half of the season last year that was terrible weather that you just couldn't put any stats up in. And you looked at his numbers at the end of the day and went, well, they didn't ask him to throw that much. Must have been a run-heavy offense. It was a little bit. But yeah, he also went six games without ha- being able to throw the football because it was 30 mile per hour winds or it was 10 feet, 10 feet of snow, downpour rain. The Bills, to me, are still number two. Last year, there, it's just too much sample size. It's too much sample size to erase in one game. I think really what happened is they had last year's Jet game, but they had it in week one. And we'll see if that turns out to be accurate, but every team, even the best teams, Kansas City, last year lost to the Raiders. Kansas City lost to the Raiders last year. They're a joke of a franchise. But that's just what happens. You play that many games, you're going to have missteps. And what my hope would be, and what I would guess is the case, is the Bills just had a misstep. I don't think it's an indictment on what they are as a team and what's going to happen the rest of the season. And also, at the same time, talking a lot about the AFC here and what's around the Bills, how about the AFC East? How could you possibly think there's any threat to the Bills after yesterday? The Jets, I mean, you knew they weren't going to be competing this year anyway, but if you needed the confirmation, Carolina... Just not doing much at all, and the Jets just could not take advantage. And then, New England, Miami. I don't know how many of you saw a lot of that game, because I know the Cleveland-Kansas City game was the local game here on CBS. Tua and Mack just could... They couldn't do it. They don't appear to me to have 
the physical capabilities to be able to be franchise quarterbacks, to be able to be legitimate threats to Josh Allen and the Bills. They're nice stories. They're going to be, I think, teams that compete for playoff spots. But how are they going to be competing for playoff spots? They're going to be the 2019 Bills. That's what they're going to be. They're going to be the 2019 Bills. They are going to be reliant on strong defense, on special teams, on not turning over the football, on a good run game, and their quarterback just being pretty good. And in 2019, that was enough for the Bills to make the playoffs. And I think that's the formula for the Jets, or for the Dolphins and the Patriots. Look what they did last year, or last week, yesterday. There were, in crunch time, both players were asked to make big plays. And how was the game decided? A mistake by the running back. Tua could not convincingly win the game for Miami. Mac Jones could not convincingly win the game for New England. I don't see either one of them as threats to the Bills and the division in 2021. So, if you want to feel good about the Bills after yesterday, just know that while, yes, the Bills laid an egg, look at what was around them. Everybody outside of Cleveland and Kansas City did the same thing. Unless you want to qualify Pittsburgh in this regard as well. But, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow. Did you see Pittsburgh? Did you see Roethlisberger more specifically yesterday? You think that guy over 17 games is going to make them a Super Bowl contender? The defense is out of this world good. No debating that. TJ Watt, Melvin Ingram. Holy cow. Watch some of the videos on him abusing Deion Dawkins yesterday. Abusing him. One of the worst games. I'm not a guy that's studying offensive line film game to game. So, keep that in perspective when I say this. Gotta be one of the worst games of Deion Dawkins' career for the Bills. Ingram just had his way with Deion Dawkins. And TJ Watt causing ruckus on the other side. The secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick making some big plays. The Steelers were everywhere on defense. So they're an elite unit. But on offense, Roethlisberger just, I don't see a difference. I don't see the arm strength that he didn't have last year and that there was hype about, oh, well, it might come back because we got another year since the elbow surgery. I didn't see it yesterday. I didn't see an increase in fitness and quickness. I mean, he ran at one point, and it looked like a 75-year-old. It looked like that that one viral clip that always gets sent around when there's old guys playing in the in 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 the NFL of like the 90-year-old that's getting like a celebratory touchdown in college. Is that a good way of describing it? If you know the video I'm talking about, you know what I mean. But he just looks ancient out there. The offensive line. I mean, they couldn't run the ball at all. They drafted Najee Harris in the first round. They can't use him. He played every snap for them yesterday. Something that never happens at that position. Running backs in today's game do not play every snap. It just does not happen. Yesterday, it happened with Najee Harris. How many times did you notice him? 
Did you notice him at all? I I didn't see him do anything. He dropped a pass at one point, I remember. But in terms of the ground game, they got nothing going. I don't think Pittsburgh's legit. Yes, they won yesterday, but they got the Bills' worst game. And they needed a fluky blocked punt, and they needed Josh Allen to miss a wide-open Emmanuel Sanders down the field for them to win. You change those two plays, and the Bills win the football game. And they cover the spread, by the way, at the same time. And that is with everything around those two plays being the worst game you see from the Bills. I don't believe in Pittsburgh. Even though they won yesterday, not a believer in Pittsburgh. I'm a believer in Kansas City. I am a believer in Cleveland. I'm still a believer in the Bills. And to a lesser extent, before I see them play tonight, I'm a believer in the Ravens. I think they're going to go into Vegas and they're going to wipe the floor with the Ravens. Or with the Raiders. Rebuilt offensive line. Rebuilt receiving core that doesn't have a lot of pedigree. The defense looks awful. I I don't know what they're supposed to be good at. And I think you're going to see tonight that they're really not good at anything. And I think the Ravens... I think the Ravens have an easy time beating the Raiders tonight. All right, well, that's going to do it for me. Let's get you to that game. Coverage of Raiders and Ravens. Monday Night Football. The first Monday Night Football game of the 2021 NFL season is on the way next. Kickoff is at 8.15. So you got about 45 minutes until kickoff. We'll have pregame starting next. Come back tomorrow at 10 a.m. I'll be solo hosting the Extra Point Show from 10 to 12. I want your calls on the Bills-Steelers game as we uh, tempered Tuesday. Let's do it. Tempered Tuesday. Let's let's kind of cool down. Let's take a step back. Let's really look at what happened on Sunday, and let's really think about where we are, and let's not overreact as much. So let's, let's kind of keep that in today's in today's frame. So I'll talk to you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Enjoy the game tonight. This has been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh, 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 oh,